0: Jimmy Cassidy. Ring-a-ding-ding, the pump is in the the ring, ready to go.
1: Yeah, look, nice to be here. Uh, Nice little uh, chit-chat about uh, what happened in a a good riding career.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, we had Max Presnell um, last week and he told some great stories. You were probably right at the back end of that era. We sort of got into the early 80s, um, which is sort of when things really kicked off for you. But just to sort of start at this... What's going on at the moment? Like you, um, what's what's happening these days? I saw you down in Launceston last week, down there for Ladbrokes doing some stuff for the Launceston Cup.
1: Yeah. Look, since I retired, I've I've been with the uh, with Ladbrokes. I was lucky they picked me up early, and we signed the dotted line. and I've been there since. It's Is been it great.
0: 2015, you retired. 15, I retired. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty so much within a, nearly
1: eight couple years now. Isn't it? Yeah, eight yeah. years. Gone yeah. quick. Where's it gone? Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, yeah look it's fun I, I I do line here I do about 15 20 gigs a year Yep uh whenever they call me I'm there on call and uh it's been it's been great yeah. uh, special side you get to meet you know you're still going to race meetings and whether it's Darwin Alice Springs Melbourne Cox Plate All Star Mile, whatever it may be um good to get around you get to meet obviously racing people mm. uh different other celebrities and identities and it's good. It's been it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. It's good
0: and so fun. you're still a racing person at heart? You love the races and going there now that you're not competing yeah, anymore? Yeah, the only just... thing I
1: don't do much now is do the form. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do a lot of it when I was riding, so I start doing it now. I'm not riding. And so how,
0: how – because it's pretty much every jockey does the form these days, right? They have form analysts and stuff. Why didn't you do it back in the day? What was different about back then
1: that well, you e- did Well, even today, like there's certain form I believe you can do because – uh if it's not broken don't fix it there's a running rail there's grass i laugh now i see all the boys going out uh putting brollies in the track and that like uh yeah it gives you an indication what yeah. uh what the track's going to be but they've got running rails they've got grass work it out um and it's the same doing form so much can change when you leave the barrier you've done the form to be on speed you miss the start something jumps left or right squeezes you out Next minute, you're, you're back running death where you should have been outside the leader. So things happen quick. Um, you must be aware of that. So why do four or five hours form? I knew the horse I was riding, I'd have a video of or have a quick look or ask one of the jocks, whether it be Brownie, Ollie, who it may be, who rode yep. it last start. If I'm on it, you will go, watch it pump, it does this, does that. Um, that's pretty much all you need to know.
0: So you right. never had a form analyst? Because would I be right in saying most of the top jockeys these days have a form analyst as well as a manager and it's...
1: Well, I pretty much started jockeys managers. I didn't start right. form analysts. I yeah. started managers for jockeys. I started with Ronnie Duffy back in the day. Ronnie was working for, he was track jockey for Bart. And, okay. uh, and I give Duff the chance What year to, was this? Oh, geez, it was back, uh, would have been late 80s, early 90s. Yep. And he would sort of retired from riding. And I said, well, why don't you do the form for me? Because at that stage, there was more barrier trials, excuse me, and chasing rides was getting harder. Like I was still sort of, I think I might have been number one at Bart's just prior to that and, you know, getting rides and you know where horses are going, it made it easier. So me and Duff kicked it off and that's pretty much how Jockey's Manager started.
0: Nice. Um, you mentioned Bart there and I put, I put a call out on Twitter yesterday asking people you know, for direction about what to talk to with you about. And someone put a, a tweet up asking about your relationship with Bart and why you weren't on Kingston Rule in the Melbourne Cup. Is yeah. That, what, what yeah hey, hey, look,
1: it's, it's funny you ask that question and being today, I've just come back from uh, uh, Blue Diamond Saturday and you mentioned La- Launceston. I flew from Launceston on Wednesday night to Melbourne. I stayed with a great mate of mine uh, who ended up being my accountant and still is today, a gentleman called Michael Hibbett. Now, the story to Kingston Rule, well, I say that I've just come back from there the weekend and I didn't ride Kingston Rule because I'd already committed myself to ride Just a Dancer uh, for in the Melbourne Cup no, no, Tommy for, Smith. for Graham Rogerson. Right. And Michael. That's oh, Just a Dash, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, Just a Dancer. And Michael ended up being one of the owners. So we've been good mates. And this is back, uh, when was Kingston Rules year? Uh, 1990. 1990. Well, <laughs> prior to that, I'm still good mates with Michael today. So okay, right. uh, so you I may commi- not have won the Melbourne Cup on Kingston yeah. Rule, and so
0: you you so you could have ridden Kingston
1: Rule. I could have ridden Kingston Rule, Bart begged me to ride it. I, I rode him. Bart asked me to ride him in the Coonji. I won the Coonji on him. He said, "This horse can win the Coonji." He said, "I'll win the Melbourne Cup with it." Mm. The Coonjis is the that lead up to the Caulfield Cup, the, the Wednesday prior to mm. the Saturday, and I did win the Coonji on him. Bart said, "I'll take him in the Mooney Valley Cup. Well, he won the Mooney Valley Cup in a half canter. I never let his head go. He won by four. He had fifty-four kilos, and he was going into the Melbourne Cup with fifty-four kilos, and he just had two mile written off. He, he reminded me so much of Kiwi. Yeah, but he could race a lot closer, uh, and, and plus, uh, he was flying. He was unbeatable. And this is Kingston Rule. Kingston Rule. About? I'm yep. talking about. Yep. He won the Mooney Valley Cup by yep. four or five in a canter, and then." Um, Bart said, "Oh well, I'll give I'll give that young kid Darren Biedman a crack." So he got so Darren, that, and I rode Kingston Rule one, and I rode uh, Just a Dancer, and he runs sixteenth or seventeenth. What price was? Do you remember what price they were like? Yep. Yeah, well, I, I I had a little bit on uh, on Kingston Rule at twelve to one after, before I won the Mooney Valley Cup. What, what price him. was Just a Dancer? Yeah, oh, Just a Dancer was a thirty to one chance.
0: Right, right, okay. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't like um.
1: I I, like... I I pretty much gambled, but I stuck to my word. If I said I was committed to ride yeah, it, yeah. I stayed on it. And I it, it ended up being a great relationship for an owner. A, I never got to be part of the Bart's dozen Melbourne mm-hmm. Cups, yeah, but I helped one get there. And loyalty. I, I was listening to a couple of yeah. podcasts. Up. Loyalty is a big thing with you. Right? Well, I, I said to Adam coming in, uh, he knows my word's my word. If I say something, I do it. If I say I can't do it. I say then, mm. and that's one thing I learned in racing back to the great um, Robert Sangster. I, I, I got to come over and have a meeting with him and I learned then, I was only 18 or 19 then, and your word's got to be your word when you mix with the big boys.
0: Yeah, so I've done my research and I'm really interested to hear about Robert Sangster. I, did, I didn't know anything about Nebo Lodge. We'll get to that in a second. I think people find that really interesting, but let's go back, basically... Early nineteen eighties, mm. you're in New Zealand. Are you still a teenager?
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I actually had two ambitions in life. One to be an All Black, being a Kiwi. I one to be a jockey, and you never see an All Black uh, four foot two. So I decided to be <laughs> a jockey. Yeah, I was pleased I did. Yeah, look, I had a good chance. Uh, I left New Zealand then to come to Sydney in eighty four. But I was riding. Uh, I had my first ride at fifteen. I had eighty six rides before I rode a winner. Wow. And the following year Were you a bad rocky? Is it No, I just was I, I was quite weak. I was only fifteen. Yeah. I was about forty four kilos. Uh I think I got beat, which I'm pretty correct, I got beat something like twelve photo finishes of nose in my first thirty rides. Mm. Um, and then the following year it took me six months and then the following year, I was leading rider and leading apprentice and rode 124 winners.
0: This is in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, and it was Graeme Rogerson looking after you then? Yeah, or? well,
1: I, I was an apprentice to Roggie. Roggie was leading trainer in the North Island. I was bottom of the North Island, so I used to ride central districts, not yeah. so much in the North Island. I went up and rode Avondale Cup and Auckland Cup and those races. Uh, won Oaks and things up there, but mainly rode in the central Districts. So when I travelled, Roggie had a big travelling stable, so he gave me the opportunity to ride uh, say on a Friday or a Thursday up in Auckland to chase more winners. Yeah. And
0: when you were in touch of maybe winning the Apprentice Premiership, is it right that Graham Rogerson tried to get
1: you as many rides as possible? Yeah, Roger was the great there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was so supportive. And, you know, like he's seen that I, not A, could ride a little bit, but I was keen, I wanted to be there. Mm. So that was the big thing, as I said, that was one of my assets. I loved what I did.
0: And so, how old were you when you first came over to Australia to ride?
1: My first ride in Australia, I was only seventeen. I went to do uh, to Brisbane and won the Brisbane Cup on All scored four crowns in eighty one.
0: Wow! Mm. And then you rode in the eighty two Melbourne Cup, right? Rode
1: in the eighty two Melbourne Cup on Amaranth and for where George Hanlon. Where did it run? Uh, run about ninth. Okay, but he only got beat sort of six or seven lengths. I was was probably was a big day for me. I'd won the Brisbane Cup, but Melbourne Cup day yeah. back in those days eighty two was pretty over you know. Yeah, I was yeah. probably a little bit wound massive up crowd, in there. Yeah, Huge massive crowd. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's slow down a bit and as we move towards 1983,
0: so there's a horse called Kiwi, so obviously it's a, a brilliant name for a horse coming to Australia to try and win the Melbourne Cup. So you're still living in – are you still living that in – That
1: ticked all the fucking boxes. The Kiwi, the horse, the jockey. That's it. The owners, everything. He wants, wants to be an all-black as well. And uh, you could be black, white, pink, everything and that day. had you given up on being an all-black at this stage? Oh, yeah. I just seem uh, – I, I still follow the All Blacks with all my heart today, yeah. yeah. World Cup will be great this year. Yeah, they'll win. I think they'll win this year. They, yeah. they, they're, they're getting off the track, but I'm a very proud Kiwi and uh, racing in the All Blacks as uh, being a Kiwi, everyone's an All Black. We'd love you to come watch a game yeah. in here
0: during the World Cup. Oh, I
1: love it. Yeah, right. I love being with the Aussies, mate. Gives me, I've got some really good mats at home. they <laughs> have got Welcome to Australia and I wipe my feet all, my, all the time.
0: <laughs> so so you were living in New Tony Zealand. Cheek. Uh, You were living in New Zealand when Kiwi came across, right? So did you come across with...
1: Yeah, i just re-signed up for apprenticeship another year, uh, which entitled me in New Zealand to ride an apprentice race still at 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I got the chance to come and ride Kiwi. Uh, I won the Wellington Cup on him. Um, He won his last race at a place called uh, Harawa. He won at 2,100 metres. He carried nine stone. He run two seconds... and. Broke the rec- track record by two seconds. Yep. And then he had a month going to the 83 Melbourne Cup, so a month no between run, Never runs. run in Australia Never before. run in Australia wow. within a month. Never run again for a month and then come straight to Australia.
0: And so they booked you for the ride and and do you get it? There's no apprentice allowance in the Melbourne Cup, is nah, there? No, no, not at all.
1: Um, yeah, look, that was a great thrill. It was, I'd already, my dream had come true to ride in the Melbourne Cup, but to win one uh, was something else at 20. Um, I knew the horse so well. Um, I, I I just thought he was unbeatable. It was a race called the Melbourne Cup, but I didn't look at it like that. It was yeah. a dream race for me. Uh, you get one chance in a lifetime to win something, you know? Mm.
0: And that's the way I went and into you're it. you're a long way back. Yeah. And a lot of people say it was one of the better better Melbourne Cup
1: victories. Like. Yeah, I've just turned 60. I've seen a lot of Melbourne Cups from the time I was... Gee, that I can remember, I'd have to say from the time I can remember seeing television. Yeah. And not me being part of the Cup, I'm very honoured and proud that I was, but that's one of the greatest Melbourne Cups I've ever seen. For a horse, any animal or athlete, to be able to do that, Mm. uh, not so much me, I only had to sit there and be a passenger, but navigate, but for a a horse to be able to do that, give start at that distance and win that with so much authority Mm. is quite astounding.
0: And um, the... All the Melbourne Cups that you said that you've seen, have any of them? If you watched them, and thought, oh, that that horse probably would have beat Kiwi today. Yeah, or.
1: look, I personally, just quickly, a quick thought. I'd love to see a race with, say, Mackayby Diva, Might and Power. I think Kiwi would beat Might and Power nine times out of ten. Really? At two miles, without a doubt. She was that.
0: Yeah. Was it mare? Was it?
1: No, Kiwi. Was it? Kiwi a mare? No, gelding. Gelding, right? He would beat Might and Power at two miles any day of the week. Was that good? Yeah. At two yeah. miles, he was. Yeah. yeah. And the year right. they scratched him was a rort because they scratched Kiwi, and I think I know there was one punter went and had a big. This is the year after, right? Yeah, they yeah. had a big bet on Black Knight to win. To me, it was as low as yours. He He's bowling the underarm, mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah how so bad you, it was.
0: you and were you riding Kiwi in the? It was the 84. Yeah, I was booked car. to ride him. Yeah, it was and a rort. What price was it? Oh, he was
1: eight or nine to one. But they they it if they vetted every horse the same way they vetted Kiwi. It's a hard word to use, A or Arorda. We'll take that out. Yeah. But it, 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 it was bad because if they vetted every horse the same, mm. they wouldn't have fucking had a Melbourne cup.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: what they'd done with Kiwi was disgraceful in my eyes. Right. And, and it was an embarrassment so to Snowy on. Lupton. Yeah, that was the big, one of the worst things that happened to me in my racing career. Yeah. And I'm glad it happened early because it was wrong. Mm. The way he was vetted and not taking the trust and the word of a trainer that trains the horse, rides it, and one bloke said because he had marks on his leg as in die on a leg that he was sore was outstandingly bad. Mm. Mm. Very, very bad. Mm.
0: All right, so you win the Melbourne Cup and then you go back to New Zealand and you don't really have any plan to come to Australia, right? You're pretty happy no, in New Zealand?
1: No. look, true story, I was laying in bed one night, uh, it was about six thirty and the phone goes and the bloke goes, oh, is that Jimmy Cassidy? I said, yeah. He goes, mate, he said, I, 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 we're going to set up a stable in Sydney. Um, uh, I own Emancipation. I said, fuck off, mate. Yeah, don't be <laughs> an idiot. I've got races tomorrow. Play your jokes on someone else. I'm going to sleep. Because I had a six-hour drive the next day. So I was in bed early. And you know, the phone, bang, run straight again. He goes, don't hang up, don't hang up. He said, my name's Bob Lapointe. I race a horse, a mare in Sydney called Emancipation... We want to set up a job in Sydney, and I'm going. Yeah, yeah. He's going. Don't hang up. <laughs> so I didn't listen to him, and uh, the rest was history. In a, a week, I was on a plane coming over to have, at 20 to have a meeting with two very rich businessmen, and uh, yeah, it was an eye opener for me. So just
0: so Tommy Smith, Go Waterhouse's father, had been yeah. dominating racing for over 30 years, right? Kept winning well, they won 30, 33, I think it was, 33 yeah.
1: premierships in a row. Yeah,
0: and then what? It sort of sounds like. Sangster teamed up with, was it who was the point, there was, point there was It was an
1: Point, Millie Fox, uh, another syndicate from Clemage's, a beautiful man called uh, Jeff Wild. They set up obviously plenty of businessmen involved in that syndicate as such. Yep. Uh, obviously, money wise to finance it, set it all up, and look, good, great, a great thing because they put a, a scheme together and it worked.
0: Yep. Uh, and the idea was to try and win the.
1: To, to beat his, Tommy, yeah. To he, beat Tommy, beat, to, to end his they, reign, yeah. a, they couldn't challenge him.
0: And how, how many years did it take? in The, the very first year that you put, so, and they called it Nebo Lodge, it was a, it was a big stable. Dream
1: come to the top, brother. Straight away. It was Pump, it was Mayfield, yeah. Smith and the owners. Unreal. So they had people buying horses. It's pretty, buy,
0: hard, it's pretty extraordinary that you guys did it, that. It's amazing. Back, back up, in yeah.
1: that day, like it was loyalty and trust. Yeah. And I, I was employed to be the jockey only not to pick horses or anything else, but to give an opinion, ride them and give feedback. If you were the trainer who was Mayfield Smith, every horse I rode, i give feedback. Now, he was getting feedback from a number of other jockeys, but I was his number one jockey, so I, mm. I had to pride myself on being right. I had to tell these big owners, this can win, that can't win. So when they talk shit about tipping and that, it's silly because you're talking to an owner mm. who's got a bet. Yeah. They're outlaying all this money, and yeah. you've got to be right. Yeah. So I prided myself in that, and I wasn't the best at it, but geez, I was a lot better than a few of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so, how long did Nebo Lodge operate for?
1: Well, I went for a number of years, um, pretty much till they sort of got sick of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I kicked off there. I won everything in the first year. We won derbies. We never won a Melbourne Cup or a Caulfield Cup. So you really
0: hit the ground running, you really air Oh, up and running. Yeah. We, they
1: had us tanked up, ready to go. And the thing I loved about it, 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 at a young age it taught me to be part of a good team
0: yeah,
1: and, and, and have trust and give an opinion and try to be right more times than wrong and learn that when you make something wrong or when you say something and it turns out being wrong as in a horse can win or I think this horse is better than that one, You've got to really, you've got to stand up and be counted. Yeah. A- and that was a thing that learnt, I learnt quick because you had to be right more times than wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. And did you settle into the Australian lifestyle? Like, did you?
1: Yeah, look, it was hard. I was only a bush kid but I left home early at an early age and um, I just sort of had to survive a little bit on my own in one respect. So,
0: so how old are you now? You're 25 or something.
1: Then, then was, yeah, how old you I,
0: when this is all happening?
1: Yeah, well, I, I was only uh I was only twenty when I come to Sydney. Right. Yeah.
0: So very early twenties. Yeah, yeah a very lot. early. Yeah. So yeah. you're writing for the you're twenty, 21, and you're writing for the best. the number one stable man in the world. The number one stable
1: in the world. It's Robert and, Sangster, you and know. So
0: what was Sangster's story? He uh, what did? How did he make his money?
1: Well, yeah, I think he was Isle of man and uh and and the soccer pools. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. At, at buying horses.
1: Yeah. He was a dominant owner. Oh, a great owner. Yeah. 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 Well, he was the biggest owner yeah. until he, as you're right, yeah. and, until the Arabs come in and he, yeah. he tried to compete and you couldn't compete, compete against something that was never-ending, you know? Yeah, because that, yeah, that's right. They got unlimited they just funds. Had all, uh, yeah. all more funds. Yeah. What a wonderful man. Like,
0: uh-huh. And he died a long time ago, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's been dead a while now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a, a wonderful man to... I was proud to be part of his team in his era, you know. Yeah. He had some great jockeys ride for him, the Piggets, the Brent Thompsons. Um, he had some of the greatest jockeys in the world ride for him. Yeah. And I, I, I was telling uh, Adam coming in that uh, um, Sydney Cup Day I only took three rides because I had to ride light on Marooned. And I tipped him two in the day that one and we were standing in the mounting yard and and Susan said, Robert said to me, he said, Jimmy, what do you want to do with all this money? I said, put the whole lot to win. (laughs) I said, how much is there? He said, 180,000. I said, put the whole lot to win, mate. I do win. Wow. So Susan goes, Jimmy, that's too much money to, Robert, that's too much money to put on one horse. So I swear he pulls out a coin. He goes, heads or tails, pump? I said, "Uh, I'll back heads. (laughs) He goes, Susan, it's tails. So as true as I said here, he put the whole 180,000 to win at 15 to wait and he won by four.
0: Wow, mm. and do you any idea how would you bet on on track with a bookie or something? Oh yeah, they,
1: yeah, they couldn't take it quick enough in those wow. days. Hey,
0: yeah. How good was that? Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Um, all right, so we're gonna move right forward, and I've brought up three classic pumper rides. Um, the first one, and we'll just talk a little bit about before we bring it up, is Might Pair in the Caulfield Cup. So, just give us—I mean, easily the most famous horse you've ridden. Um, huge part of Australian racing folklore. Yeah. When was the first time you ever jumped on Mind Power? Was Funny it enough, I, I rode him work track or?
1: work one morning and Jack Denham said to me, he used to work in one, uh, twice on the B, he said, can't go out, trot him once around the B and then second lap, can't around and then go six and two. Well, I was flat holding him trotting. Uh-huh. And I come in, I worked him, done what I had to do, but I was exhausted. Yeah. And I said to Jack when I come in, I said, I don't want to ride him work. I said, he's too strong for me. Wow. I said, but uh, what a feel he give me, you know. Yeah. And then he said, well, I'm going to run him in a 1900 at Canterbury, uh, a one-win race. I said, yeah, good as gold. Can I ride him? He said, yeah. Well, he, he won by about a length. I led on him and he won. And he just, he just come from Anthony Cummings and he, he won nice. And then he said, I'm going to back him up next week in a three and four-year-old race. And I thought, oh, geez, that's a bit tough early, you know. Mm. I said, but, geez, I'll ride him. And he won again. And uh, I said to Nick Moratus, then, I said, geez, and Jack, I said he's got Caulfield Cup written all over him. Really? Because he was a tight. How, so he was a four-year-old, was he? He was only a three-year-old. Yeah, right. He right. was only a three-year-old okay. then. Yes. Yeah, and then he went on to run the Rose Hill Guineas and the Canterbury Guineas and whatever. Yeah, so you the meant whatever. Caulfield Cup in, a, in a 18 yeah, months' in time, 18 time. Yeah, in 18 months' time, yeah. I said he's just got, because he was he could lead, he could travel, he, he railed like a greyhound. Yeah. He, he, if you got him to relax, he was beautiful, you know? yeah. And he and it was, was
0: $40,000 as a yearling too, I think, and he yeah. was really cheap. Yeah. yeah, but they don't know that, you know. No. They don't know if you pay awesome. $1.6
1: awesome. Million for them, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there's no rule to it. Um, yeah, but look, he, he he was a freak, and I loved him then. And then obviously 12 months later he run, uh, He won well, he won the Frank Packer plate as a three-year-old. And then you knew you are on won won the Derby, won that, right? You knew
0: he was – once he won the Frank Packer plate, you are like, we're, we're,
1: we're Well, even Well, yeah, like even before then he should have won the derby, you know. Yeah. You ride him, did you ride no, him in the derby? No, I didn't derby. ride him in the derby. Was I, it Brian York? I rode yeah. him in the Rose Hill Guineas and Jack wouldn't let me lead on him. Right. He said, if you lead on him, you're not riding for me. So I listened to him and I was three back fence and I I bumped, one, I flattened one to get out. Yeah. And as I got out, it shoved me back in and I lost momentum, got held up and he run second. And then Jack had the shits and Uh So I got pretty much got the sack off him. Yeah. And then Yorkie rode him and he fucking slaughtered him worse. What so, race I, was I love Yorkie but he... he he, he'd give me a saw back in the Epsom and then I yeah. rode him. I, I didn't have a ride, Caulfield Cup Day. And then Jack rung. He goes, Cassidy, you got to ride in the Caulfield Cup? <laughs> How many days before? I said, who's that? He goes, it's Jack. <laughs> he said, nah. I said, nah. Well, he hung up on me. He said, that was it, hung up. So then I was on Mike and Power. It, how
0: many days before the Caulfield Cups? Though? It was on the
1: Tuesday, four days. Tuesday. before. Tuesday. All
0: right. Yeah. So to, let's watch. So this is about the last 800 meters or something. Sydney on the inside is third. They're and the so last
1: thing he said to me, he said, "Don't leave." And I met <laughs> Brett, <laughs> I met Brett Grant on the Friday <laughs> night after I'd sauntered <laughs> and everything. I said, "Mate, I'm going to lead in the cup no matter what."
0: Why? were you so keen to lead on him?
1: Because I knew if he relaxed at a mile and a half, he had 52 kilos. He rode him back in the Epsom in, in a mile and he got pulling. So, fucking, why ride him back in a mile and a half? Yeah. So, I said, I'm going to lead. If I lead on him, I'll get him to relax. So, we're
0: at about the 600 here, right? And yeah. You remember what you, did you think you were going to win here? You were just like, Yeah, was, just I, I thought he was
1: unbeatable. Honestly, right. I did. And I'm not being cocky because he, he had the weight and I disobeyed instructions, but I rode him the best way I thought. And, and you've still, you still got right. a
0: big hold on him. You, you look like you've got him
1: go. double raps. I've yeah. let him go. Look. And man, Jack was I a man, great trainer. He was hard. To go. He was fit. So you just
0: give him a bit more weight he here, right? Him
1: a bit. I've, I've slipped too clear here. He's got 52 kilos on his back.
0: Go the pumper. He's got that funny style of these front He's legs. He's got a high, very yeah. high knee action. Yeah.
1: He was a great What's style. happening here? What are you thinking here? Just oh, just counting money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sticking it up a lot of people because I'd been rubbed out in the jockey's tapes then. Yeah. And I'd come back and I thought, you know, like, stick it up a lot of you. You thought I was gone and out and wouldn't come back. And I just went, thanks for coming, you know. And you,
0: did you ride him every start after that, Martin Power? Did you never? Yeah. Yeah, yeah never got off him again. No. Nah. Um, and obviously went on to win so many great yeah, races. Yeah, well, he won, the Caulf-
1: he won the Caulfield Stakes. And he was going a little bit ordinary. So Jack rung and he goes, I'm going to run him in the Caulfield Stakes. And uh, I said, well, if he wins that, he'll win the Cox Plate. Yeah. And he, he really won good. I rode him back a little bit quiet because I think Jern and uh, Tycoon Little, not ty- Jern, Tycoon Little, something else sort of took off. And I just rode him a bit quiet, but he go down to over the top of them and beat yeah. him easy and then yeah, I thought he he if he run a record in the Cox plate, they wouldn't beat him. Best horse you've ridden, he Yeah, exciting yeah. horse, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like they're all they've all got different all different aspects, all different feelings. Um like his was come back after the jockey's tapes and fucked a lot of them. It was great, you
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's keep, let's move on to the next uh next ride. So Redute's choice, another Hugely influential horse um, in Australian racing. Mm. It was a great horse on the track. Won multiple group ones. But went to the breeding barn and produced a lot of incredible horses. Yeah. At one stage, was getting three hundred thousand dollars a service. Um, I picked this right out. So this is the Corfield Guineas, and oh yeah? yeah, and let's just set the scene a little bit. So we'd only had a few starts, hadn't he? Maybe it was. Yeah.
1: Look, he was an exciting horse. He. Uh, I rode him his very first start as a two-year-old. And he won and then once again I wanted to ride him in the Blue Diamond but David Hayes had me committed to ride one of his in the Blue mm. Diamond.
0: So Rick or Lacey trained reduce didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. and
1: yeah. And uh, Hayes had – I'd already won a race on one of Hayes' two-year-olds and he wouldn't let me offer to ride Redoots. Mm. So Danny Nicolette rode Redoots and, and that and, sort of pretty much cost me the ride on him then. How many starts had
0: Redoots had going into the blue, into the – well, firstly, the Blue Diamond. The Blue Diamond,
1: that was his second start. Second start, mm.
0: yeah. And then how many starts did he had into the Caulfield Guineas? Well, I guess that was a year oh, later. Yeah, so a year later, more. probably yeah. seven or eight, eight. Yeah. ten. Yeah. You know? yeah. So anyway, so leading, going into this race, so Ross is the other horse in this race, really, really good horse. Well,
1: both good stallions, you know, both yes. great
0: great three-year-olds, but yep. both terrific stallions. And has you been riding reduced choice in the lead-up races to well, the I, I, Guineas? Well, I hadn't
1: a lot because Rick rung me and he said, come down and gallop him, tell me what you think. So I went to Caulfield. I actually stayed at Rick's and we galloped him at Caulfield, and he was flying. And then, um, was he obviously, the mass really race really pa- big, powerful horse, bit like oh, might and massive. power. He was very much might and power. And built. so, you
0: you had trouble controlling him in training and stuff as well. never like... had trouble controlling none of them. I thought you said you couldn't handle. Oh the might well, you power. just get him.
1: Track works different because uh-huh. we're, we're taught to make them go, yep, not slow down. Sure, you know. So <laughs> it's track works a lot slower than race day. So, um. A lot of them I'd prefer not to ride track work just to get the feel of them, get yeah. on them last morning or a week before or something. Yeah. But race day, get them to relax race day and stay off them because then they don't get too used to you. Yes. And yeah. Brett Grant used to ride him in all his track work. After I said to Jack, I don't want to ride him work, I said, he's too good, I don't want to stuff him up, I'll fix him up race day. Mm. And, and and Brett used to ride him every day, travelled everywhere with him.
0: Mm. Mm. And this was right at the peak of the Danehill boom, so Danehill was a site of dude's Choice. Yeah. Danehill – Incredible stallion, but he'd thrown so many amazing horses um, on the tracks. And if you could, if you got a Group
1: One winning son of Danehill, it was happy days. Yeah, look, he was a freak. He had he had all the pluses. There was no minuses and reduce. Yeah, he had the confirmation. Um, his fertility fertility rate nearly as good as mine. Um, <laughs> he he's a champion champion racehorse. Yeah, and. You don't see many le- do it on the track and then really leave it at the barn. Yes, but he's is he's both? an exceptional yeah. fast net rock. Yes, a lot of those good colts. Yes, but he he's been exceptional. Reboots.
0: Yeah. So the Corfield Guineas is very much a stallion making race. So mm. there's a lot on the line, especially a lot of pressure on you because yeah, you a lot can... of
1: pressure on you that day. But uh, as you'll see when he wins, you look at the quality of him and his tenacity to win, which you hope stands in his progeny and his showing that everywhere so you
0: had, you had to get every ounce out of him to win, yeah you? well you gotta ride him good you gotta so lift let's him. Hit and, it. Uh,
1: this was a great day and this is. And people Ollie's still
0: watch this race today. They bring it up all the
1: time. Yeah. Sure. And Ollie and me, look at us going head for head. And my last group one, it's exactly how we so were who, who's head, or, head Who's Ollie on? There's Ollie. Oh, Sorry, Ollie's on Tester Ross. Tester yeah. yeah, he's back, back the fence.
0: Greg Miles, yeah. new.
1: Yeah. He's a great days. There's Diatribe back. And then I won a Caulfield cool Cup on him. He's in the same race. But
0: right, so we're, we're about. We've just gone, what are we at? The 600 or something, probably?
1: Yeah. He'd just coming to, to the corner
0: So are you leading?
1: Yeah I'm leading Yeah you're leading And, and is on the fence in that I led. Yeah and But he's, he's hanging
0: Right. so you left You left the rail Which gave Testarossa Well he hung out. Yeah And here you're in a I'm bit gone of, bit of front. and pump So just Ollie's goes just bang me. You're gone Pumper It's over You can't win Come on
1: big boy Get up Come on Pumper Get up Get up Get up what a win. I've got goosebumps watching it. <laughs>
0: that
1: was awesome. Uh, he was a great cop. So and then finish... I rode him first up in the Manicato after that. Which he won? I, I, he, I won the Manicato Won him first up as a three-year-old.
0: Yeah, right. I just want to say quickly yeah, one thing. So, and the story about how Reduce Choice became one of the great stallions. So John Massara was apparently in France and listened to it on the radio, listened to Reduce Choice win. Soon as it won, he called. Was it? It was owned by who's people who owned Reducts Choice? Oh, that, that famous family, yeah. the
1: Farrells, That's it. Is that who it was? Yeah, okay, Farrells. Anyway, yeah.
0: contact them and offered them five million for
1: a fifty percent share of Reducts Choice. That's correct. Him and Alan Jones. Right. I wrote him in the trials, and then they took it. Then they took me off him, and put Beeman on him.
0: Yeah. Right. Anyway, so that's and that's how um the Tro- That's yeah. how Reduce Choice ended up at Arrowfield. An- another one I made. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm. very good. Um, yeah. Anything else to finish off with the you rated him? No, the look, he was super.
1: When... I won the Manicata on him. He only had forty nine. Was his first? He was first up as a three year old against the older horses at Wait for Age. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and that, uh, that, winning at Wait for Age as a three year old—that's huge, isn't it? It's hard to it's do, especially
1: at sprinting level. Like yeah. he, he was a sprinter miler. He he already won the Blue Diamond as a two year old. He's won the Caulfield Guineas as a three year old. Like wow.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he wins first up the Manicado, which is a good sprinting race. Manicado, he won his own race seven times or six times or something stupid, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. A, a great colt. And, and now he's turned around and left it at the barn.
0: And it, it was insane the money. Like there was a time there when they were just paying so much money for his progeny, weren't they? Because well, he, he got he's, a stack of winners, a yeah. really good horse, And they were just yeah. like, million dollars was just constantly paying a million dollars. He's getting dollars a bit long in
1: horses. the tooth now, but he's still leaving a lot of winners everywhere. He's,
0: yeah, but he's dead. Yeah, but yeah.
1: He, his progeny is still going to keep – Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, No, he's a breed-shaping. Yeah. Breed-shaping starting yeah. for sure.
0: Um, so this last ride I want to bring up, which is a really good one as well, and it's a little bit to do with breeding as well. So this is Carnegie Express in the um, Derby in yeah. 2002. Yeah. So a little bit of the backstory here. So Don Eduardo was – cost $3.6 million. Correct. $3.6 million at the Caracas sales. Yeah. So in this race, it's Carnegie Express and Don Eduardo. Don Eduardo, I presume, was the pretty short price favourite, was it? I should know this, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: well, I think my bloke might have been favourite because right. he'd won the I won the Canterbury Guineas on him, and then I got suspended. Larry won the Rosehill Guineas on him, and then I was back on him in the Derby.
0: So, and the interesting thing about it is that so Don Eduardo cost 3.6 million, very closely related to Zabil, basically almost a full brother to Zabil. So they wanted him for the breeding barn. And yeah. Edward Kowanko, the Filipino businessman, um, bought him. But the interesting thing about it is that Gay and Robbie bid, were well, the underbidders at Caracas, for Don Eduardo. Correct. They didn't get it. But then, fast forward, say, two or three years later, you're in the derby. Gay's training Carnegie kind of Express, which, which you're riding. Yeah. And then Don Eduardo is in the race as well. And they're trying to get him to win because if he wins a Group 1, then he's a much better stallion prospect. Yeah. So why don't we go to the race? Uh, and watch it and you can talk us through so this is 2002 AJC Derby so yeah. where's Pumper there's you you've just taken off now right yep and why did you was that part of the plan was it always
1: well Gay always said just keep him rolling you know keep him happy I haven't gone for home on him here I've just gone round because they were going slow I'm just cruising along in front of a good tempo the other bloke's off a bit Gay said don't be sitting waiting for him and Gay's if I'd have sat back three fence and then to a stopping. Where am I meant to go? Yeah. So I haven't done anything wrong coming out. I'm still sitting on him there. And I haven't swinging, moved on him. Swinging here, right? I still haven't moved on him.
0: Did you think you were, you were home at any point? Yeah, you
1: thought you were home. Yeah. yeah. Well, not really home. You're never home until you get over the line.
0: And then now Don, Don Eduardo is the like he's come, the red He's, he's coming hard. from four lengths off me. Yeah. Don. Don Eduardo
1: after Carnegie Express. Is he going to get you? Guido he does get me. I Carnegie know he Express gets me. In front of yeah. the last ride and Oliver um, he's just
0: the Great race. Carnegie great theatre. Any regrets about it or you, you, like you do, it do it all the same again? I do it all
1: the same I mean, I say I only done what Gay asked me to do. Yeah. Uh, I see Kenny up there. Uh, God bless him. The, Kenny Kenny, and all the all the press boys, they give it to me. yeah. Yeah, I I copped a sweep, but I I knew in my heart I was. Uh, I think uh, Ray Murray he said, if you win, Jimmy, they're calling you the greatest since probably better than George Moore. Yeah. Um, so Ray Murray was so a
0: with the right, just,
1: He was happy with. He, he yeah. never had me in for doing anything wrong. Yeah. We, well, well, tell me what I done wrong. No, absolutely. Yeah. Hello? Just, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Five times. Yeah. Five it, times it, out of ten, yeah, it works. Yeah. Fifty
0: percent time, it's, it wins. 50% it gives it the press
1: something to write about. Yeah. And I was in headlines again. I get beaten. I'm still in the headlines. Yeah. I've got bookmakers blowing up. I've got press blokes getting their free stories all about the pump. So Tommy Smith said to me one day, he said, son, he said, never be scared about getting in the paper. He said, because if you get in the paper and you've got to pay for it, he said, you'll need three lifetimes. Yeah. And I was in the paper every day. So yeah. I, I copped it sweet. I was happy. I stood by what I'd done. And you asked me two seconds ago, would I do the same again? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. So when you when we showed you Reduce, you, you said that, that were the good old days, the best of times. Um, so you're at the top of the game then, right? And the other thing is that at the same time, your brother Larry was also at the top of his game. So he was doing a lot of riding for Team Hawks. And Team Hawks yep. had the Ingham horses. Yep. Completely dominating everything, so it's probably was it Larry and Darren who did a lot of the riding for Team Hawks back then, or was it? Yeah, Larry?
1: Larry was doing most of the riding, and Darren was sort of coming through. Uh huh. And then obviously when Larry stepped back, and then Beedman took over. So yeah. But they, they were they they were good days because two brothers dominating in Sydney. Mm. Larry's won two Sydney premierships, and uh, I'm winning a lot of Group Ones, and I got off horses like Coronation Day to ride Rough Habit and. I got my brother on it, and he won the race, and I ran fourth, so mm. keeping it in the family was good. Not yeah. many two brothers come to Sydney and be as dominant as yeah. what me and Larry were, you know? And were you most close dominant. in
0: that time? Like, we yeah. you know, spent a lot of time together.
1: Oh, twice. not a lot of time together. you always got your different lives to live and carry on, but we're, we're close, me and Larry. We yeah. speak a and lot. He's and he's still riding up in he's yeah, still obviously. Yeah, I so said, yeah. give it away when you feel like giving it away. Yeah,
0: and he's no plan to give it away?
1: No, I don't think so, yeah. no. Yeah. If he... If he turned around one day and said, oh, I've had enough, that wouldn't surprise me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, old old senior in his early Larry's, 50s? Larry's, yeah, 53, I is, think. Did you call him yeah.
0: handbrake? I, I watched a really old thing where you call someone handbrake.
1: Yeah, Noel Harris.
0: Noel Harris, is exactly that yeah, who it was? Zealand, yeah. footage of you, I'll bring it up. Um, you're in a jag. It's not yeah. the 1980s and you're probably yeah, about 80s. 18. You, you yeah. Know, and then some bloke walks up with you and you say, oh, that's handbrake. Yeah. I wasn't sure who it was, Noel yeah. Harris. It's good yeah. footage. Yeah, it's good footage.
1: <laughs> good
0: um, So... Yeah, a couple of things that I want to talk about. So, being a jockey and fear. So, like I'm a fearful person, and when I was growing up, like I would go out in the surf, and surf would get really big, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is I don't want to do this. It's too much." Or if I'm playing footy, as I got I'm older. Don't worry about
1: the surf. I worry about the fucking things underneath it.
0: The Noah's Arks, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can have that. The Michael Clark's. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's another aspect as well. But so, I, like, basically, what I'm saying is. And then even like playing rugby, the bloke got bigger. And I'm like, this is too much for me. But a lot of my mates loved it and they, they thrived on it. And I look at what you guys do, the jockeys do, and it's just so crazy. And especially when you go to a racetrack and you get up close and you see how big the animals are, how strong and powerful they are and how fast they go. And what I'm basically trying to ask is do you – Was I over scared? Think, yes. And do you think you need to be fearless to be a top – to be a world-class jockey, do you have to be fearless –
1: Man, you just world-class You've just got to be sensible. Like uh-huh. fear. When fear comes into anything, why do it? If I'm scared of something, I don't do it. Right. I won't do it. Okay. Yeah. If I had to get on uh, a motorbike and go as fast around Phillip Island as I could, I'd have a sore tummy. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I'd go around for a cruise, but get over speed, get in the car, and go 120 up the freeway, i would ask you to slow down and I'll get out. Yeah. You know, that's me. Uh, on the horse, I love it. I was good at it. I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I love the challenge. I love small gaps. I love trying to get slow horses to go fast, get fast ones to slow down and wait for you. But when, So
0: you see a small gap and you go bang and you take it. If you've got the Is horse. there other riders out there who you, oh, you see them, but they know that there's yeah. a, you go, oh, there's a small gap for so-and-so. All you yeah. have to do is hit it and you win. Well, you hope they, you hope they, don't they do take it.
1: it. But you don't. I wouldn't say they're scared, but they mightn't, mightn't take as big a risk as me as such. Mm. But I don't, if I took the risk, I'd try not to put anyone in danger. I wouldn't turn left because I had to get out and mm. put someone on their head yeah. like a lot of jocks do today. Yeah, It's silly. There's no risk for it. There's no need for it. Isn't that a No, no, they
0: don't. You lose the jockey's room if you start. No,
1: no well, jockey. money can't buy a life, like, please. I don't care how good you think you are or how desperate you are. Why do it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you turn left and put J Mac on his head, or you turn right and put any jockey on their head, me, anyone. You just don't do it. It's a no-no. Mm. It's a given rule.
0: But if, if the jockey's riding like a cowboy will will the jockey's room come against him and all Oh 100%. Not, had, 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 have 100%. you ever had to go up to a young jockey and say, "Hey mate, pull your yeah, head in, you don't head do or that. Any kind of jockey." You
1: don't do that. He knows you don't do that. Yeah,
0: what is it if they do? do you you go and say, Well, you mate, get
1: on we'll, top of them or we'll tell yeah. the stewards, bar them and yeah. make them go back ride barrier trials or something. Cuz it's a
0: split it, second, isn't it? Someone yeah. fucks up and it's a split yeah. second and everyone's if, down. if you
1: can't do the right thing as in danger wise, fucking don't be out there. Like mm. don't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and especially there's been some really had... bad injuries he, over the last just... few years. And, yeah. And even like what I found extraordinary was when Ty had his injury, and you know, so much love and outpouring for him and so much care for him. But the way that the jockey's room just get back and just keep riding and just put it to the back of their minds and it's just, yeah. It's,
1: it's life, on, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, we don't roll it's, up and die just because someone you got to go to a funeral today, tomorrow, whatever. Mm. Unfortunately, th- that happens. It happens with horses. Mm. We don't like seeing humans get killed. Mm. Fortunately, we can replace horses, but you can't replace a life. So don't do it, boys, girls. Don't do it. Don't yeah. be dumb. Yeah. You know, I couldn't live with myself if I know I put a family in a wheelchair in the ground. Like, like life's hard enough anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do that. So I say to the boys, like, don't do it. Don't, don't be silly. Don't yeah. be dumb. That is dumb. You don't do it.
0: And are you in contact with many of the jockeys these days? The, yeah, the no matter where there. I
1: are, I always call in and see the boys. I was at Sandown the other day. I was at, Ellis, uh, I was at Launceston. I always duck down and see a few of the boys. Daniel yeah. Ganderden. Uh, I seen Gowie Dowdy, who retired, rode my day. He was over there. Let's see. Um, Yeah, I always going to see the boys. I went and seen Ollie. Yep. Uh, yeah, I always see the boys, Willow or whoever's there. Awesome. Yeah. And
0: uh, the other thing I want to talk about was adversity as a jockey. So you, you touched on the jockey tapes before and you look at art, the best jockeys in Australia at the moment, pretty much every single one of them the top five or six have all had a good stint on the sidelines. Some sort of adversity came their way. They did the wrong thing, whatever. But you look at them all and they all sort of seem to have come back bigger and better and stronger because of what happened to them.
1: What, well, are they betting more? What's that? Are they betting more?
0: The the jockeys, <laughs> don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> um, I always said the more
1: you bet, the more you win.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So did you, you got like they try to give you five years for the jockey taste, but then you only ended up doing like two years or
1: something. I don't two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: two and a half was it? Yeah.
1: Like betting's been coming out since brothels have been open. Yeah. And they were long before you, before your dad, your granddad, whatever. Even Grandma, she might have worked on one back in her day. You know what I mean? My mum, mum, the uncles, aunties, like, please, what's the world coming to? Yes, it must be policed. Yes, you mustn't be able to bet on other horses and that. But it, it, it's silly because you get, you get on the radio and you can't say, oh, Mike Power can't win the Caulfield Cup today because mm. I'm not allowed to tip it. Yeah. I think he can win. Mm. The public want to know, you know, betting, yes, it must be policed. But don't be hypocrites and give one this time, that time. Betting is betting, no matter how big or how small. Some do turn over half a million in a bank account. Uh, Me, mate, Ollie had ten grand. I was tipping to different punters, like the the Tommy Berry saga. I don't know. Everyone's different. Yeah. But betting is betting. Either give them a time, you get two years, five years, whatever. Was the same with me. They give me five years and let me back in two and a half. Mm. Was I that fucking bad? They let me i I done the crime. Why let me back in two and a half?
0: Mm. So you, were, you applied to come back, did you? Is that, hey, yeah, of course I
1: did. I should yeah. never have been rubbed out in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah. And did it stoke the fire, though? Did it make you... Of
1: course it makes you angry. Like, you, you wouldn't... If I said to you, you can't work for two and a half years because you yeah. asked me a crest question and I think you're guilty of something against me. Mm. You can't write. Finish. And was it financially ruinous for you or was yeah, it Yeah, more... fuck you. I started again. I was gone. Really? So yeah, really... of course I was. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that...
1: Yeah, Right, well, how do you keep your house going and kids at school in five years when you've got no income? You but can't I socialize th- yeah, completely. You know what I, I mean? just thought that you, you might have that much stashed away and it's going to keep me going. Uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't like no. that. No, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah. No. yeah, I
0: think so. I think people look at jockeys and think that they just make a fortune and
1: they think money grows on trees. And if now, you're jockey, yeah. with COVID and everything else, as I say, I got three daughters, and I say, no matter what level you put yourself at, you must have bills, you must have you 're going to have mortgages, you've got to have this you've got to have that, but only buy what you can afford and it's the same in racing if you i'm a jockey and I've earned money i 've still got to pay tax i've still got to buy cars i've still got to pay yeah. a house i've still got to have a mortgage, yeah just because I 'm a jockey, those things don't go away, yeah, so I had to live I had to take my yes, I had my kids at private school, so I take them out because i can't afford to keep them there
0: mm. is this during the jockey tax? yeah yeah, all that yeah yeah
1: now can't why Why spend nine thousand on a school uniform or over a year, and, and and pay building funds and all this when you got no income coming yeah. in. Yeah. I'm not going to get eight thousand for winning uh, the Group One fencing award. <laughs> you know yeah. what and I did mean? You, did so you set
0: yourself? So after the jockey tapes thing, did you learn a lesson and set yourself up financially better in life? As you, so that you, after that, I
1: will always survive no matter what. Yeah. Bread, water, <laughs> baked beans, spaghetti. I'm not a I'm pumper not a scaredy. Then or pumper, pumper will always survive. Yeah. It's not how much you've got, it's how you, how you spend it and get something back when you need to. Well, my kids have always survived, so I'll survive. And
0: you're talking about your kids. One of your kids is married to Zach Purton, maybe the best jockey in the world. Must Second have...
1: best jockey, I know.
0: Second, yes, absolutely. Um, you must have enjoyed watching him.
1: Yeah, he's been great. Oh, so, to, to see his rise uh, uh, among the jockeys. But uh, Zach could always ride. Mm. He just had to turn the switch in his head. And once he turned that and let the ability come out and concentrate and have a good girl, he once said to me, how do you know when you find a good girl? I said, well, you nail a foot to the floor. Because yeah. uh, one I'm w- yep. very hard to find. That I can make you or destroy you. Mm. If you've got plenty of money and they want to be a spender, you're going to be working for a long time. Mm. So same thing, setting yourself up, making right decisions, all that. Yeah. And I'm very proud what he's uh, been able to achieve. I've got, I've got two beautiful grandkids. Um, my daughter, Nicole, is the best, my she, oldest she, 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 girl. You how long have they been in Hong Kong? At least oh, 10 years, now. Yeah, 10, 12 years, whatever. And I can't wait till they come home. home. Yeah, yeah, you'll come home. It sounds like
0: they're, quick, they're coming home sooner rather you than later. You can
1: only have enough money to spend. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and How much do you want?
0: And it sounds like you can you can make real money in Hong Kong as a jockey. Well, well that
1: that that's right? it. They work hard. The, the money side of it doesn't interest me, but his safety and my grandkids and my daughter, yeah, yeah he's worked hard. I, I, I don't know what he's got. I don't care what he's got. I'm yeah. just looking forward to them coming home and yeah. spending, time uh, yeah, spending time with me and I can play golf and go away. And I had my 60th with my four girls there. It was beautiful. That's and my grandkids, yeah, it was special.
0: And you, lo- you love your golf? Yeah, I love my
1: golf, yeah. It's my second, second life. I used to play a lot of golf when I was riding. If I had six rides, I'd go and play the six hardest holes, Yeah, work out how, w- how to win them and then take it to the races. What the next handicap day. are you on? Off 10. Not bad. What's the yeah. best you've been? Uh, I got to 7 at one stage and broke my hand but I'm not worried about getting to 7 if I could, if whatever I get to I want to be able to play to it. And what's your what's your local course? Uh Linwood. I'm a member at Linwood and and Bombville. I love Bombville. Uh two great courses to me owned by two great people and that's what golf's all about and be able to enjoy it. Good day. Good day at golf is is like winning a group one to me. Yeah. Uh a bad day at golf is Go up and walk through the Children's Hospital and work out what a bad day is. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, what what does the future hold for the pump? Are you just more of the same media. Yeah, look, media. Enjoy I'm life? enjoying
1: it. Yeah, be yeah. happy. Um, I love helping charities. Uh, I had a tear in my eye just as Adam picked me up. There's a coffee shop there, and there's a Down Syndrome boy in there, and uh, he. I every time I see him, I go like this. And COVID, we used to do the elbow, and as you know, they're very hard to understand, mm. and I, I don't understand him that well, which I, I feel bad, but in the shop you're trying to talk and he come up and he's pointing to me, I love you. I yeah. lo- because I go out of my way to speak to him or mm. buy a coffee for him and he'd give me a hug and it mm. brought a tear to my eye, that's you know. More, that's that was more an hour ago, Better you know? feeling than any group I Yeah, reading, right? better yeah. feeling than anything. And I yeah. I love to be able to give something back. It, yeah. it may not be big, it may be big, it may not be, but whatever, a little bit of something can always help someone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that was beautiful this morning. And He was being sick, God bless him, a couple of months ago and he he had vomit over him. So I, I went and grabbed a shirt. I went and did Woolies and bought a shirt and got some towels for him and he's obviously never forgot it because he was upset sitting out there. Yeah. Yeah, it made me feel bad. But, yeah, he's a good boy, you know. Awesome. So things like that bring you back to reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I think that's a great way to finish. So. Yeah, Thanks. Great interview. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, and, look, I've enjoyed gonna, it. I, I must say to, to people that listen and, and hear it, don't be scared because whatever you set out to achieve, it's not impossible. You can do it. And you know, if you don't get it the first time, don't be scared to go back the second time. Keep trying. Yeah, keep trying. It, it'll, it'll come. Right. It'll come. Thanks, Pumper. Pleasure, brother. My Jeez. pleasure. Thanks so much. Great.